When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at all of the top point scorers and key talking points from Game Week 22 Dream Team so far. Now we'll still have my top players to target video coming out in the next couple of days, uh, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss that one. We're going to start off with Brentford 1, Manchester City 3. Obviously the key talking point in this game was the Phil Foden hat-trick, but I'll just start off with the stuff that Brentford did because they did put up a really good fight at the start. So Neil Mopai... Um, has been rattling people recently. He's scored in five consecutive games now. Uh, obviously, winding up Madison, stealing his celebration in the last game. And he was in Walker's ear uh, throughout this game, visibly winding him up as well. But um, Flecken got the assist. So the Brentford goalkeeper got the assist from a goal kick. Um, straight through to Neil Mopai. A little bit of a barge from Ivan Tony to clear the way for Mopai to go straight through on goal, but it was a really good finish. Um, so eight points for Mopai and nine points for Flecken, even though he conceded three times, got those 12 saves in this game. So massive one if you had him in goal, but I don't imagine many people did. But now on to Manchester City. So Erling Haaland was back starting. That was one of the key talking points before the game. Maybe a little bit disappointing, but if you're like me, a lot of people just wanted to get him in, in place um, just in case anything else happened with our team in the next couple of uh, games or game weeks. Uh, but Erling Haaland got the six points. He did get an assist at the end. Um, in terms of ownership for Erling Haaland, so in the top 1k, um, he's 64.3% owned at the moment. So um, just over half in the top 1k taking uh, punt on getting him in early and then captaincy wise not many people fancied it so only 5.5% captained which is understandable because we didn't know if he was definitely going to start so just the six points for Erling Haaland um, KDB also started this game um, got an assist as well again adding to his attacking returns he keeps getting his attacking returns since he's come back from injury um, so five attacking returns in his last five games he got one bonus point one shot on target in this one. The Phil Foden hat-trick. So 21 points in this uh, in this game. Four shots on target. And he's now the joint top-scoring player in the game with Bukayo Saka with 226 points. Averaging 7.5 points per game. Um, and he's on 13 goals, 10 assists for the season. It's been really, really impressive. Um, and a lot of the talk with these Man City attackers, Haaland, De Bruyne, Alvarez, Foden has been who is going to make way for, for Haaland or who is going to make way for De Bruyne. But actually in this game, they all started. You had all the main attackers, Foden, Alvarez, De Bruyne, Haaland, um, to try and get past that low block. Um, took a while to break them down, but once they did, um, City were looking pretty impressive. Um, defensively, um, Kyle Walker and Diaz were back in. They were rested in the last game. We wasn't sure whether the Walker thing was to do with his personal situation it could have been a bit of both to be honest but Walker and Diaz came back in from the last game and Ake and Vardiol started again um, Vardiol one of the ones that I brought in so 
glad to see that he was back in the team again. Um, Ake with the two points though, Diaz with three points, Walker with four, and Vardiol with five. Um, Vardiol had a shot on target, um, hit one bonus, and got three tackles in this game. So he was the um, highest scoring defender in that Manchester City team. And again, if you went for Edison, uh, which we'll be speaking about in the players to target video coming up, because City do have so many games coming. Um, but if you had Edison, it was a disappointing two points again. So this is how it goes with Manchester City. If they don't keep the clean sheet points, there's not that much usually there um, in the way of bonus or attacking returns. But Vardio led the way with the five. Um, on to my team. So Arsenal, 3-1 against Liverpool. A really impressive win. Uh, was well chuffed with that one, to be honest. Um, and obviously I celebrated, like others, who also got a lot of stick um, after the game. It was weird that the main talking point seemed to be Arsenal over-celebrating. Um, always, I find that a weird take. But the goal scorers, Bakayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, Trossard for Arsenal. And then actually Liverpool's goal was an own goal from Gabriel, which was a bit of a bit of a calamity own goal. But there was quite a few defensive mistakes in this one. Um, also Virgil van Dijk and Alisson making a big mistake, which they don't do that often. Um, so that's three wins in a row for Arsenal. Ended Liverpool's 11-game unbeaten streak um, early before the game. Rumours that Gabriel Jesus was going to be ruled out with injury and he was missing from this one. It started off with um, Kai Havertz up front, but it's kind of strange. Arsenal was sort of playing with almost like dual tens. It was Erdegaard and Havertz both um, driving forward from the front. Quite interesting to see, but I thought Havertz had a really, really good game. Um, so Bozlai was out injured too for Liverpool. Obviously, they've got quite a few injuries at the minute. Um, and Connor Bradley um, was a late exit from the squad, I think it was, because he had a family bereavement. I think his dad passed away. Um, so apparently he was in line to start this game, but Trent Alexander-Arnold um, came in and started. Only played the 58 minutes, though. Um, so no sign of Mohamed Salah yet, which is getting a little bit worrying if you were sort of planning to have him um, or was hoping to have him for these double game weeks that are coming up. Um, no sign of him yet. Lots of pictures of him uh, sort of stretching and doing sort of yogury stuff on... Instagram, but nothing really on the pitch at the minute. So um, rumours that he might be available for Burnley, but I don't think he's looking very likely at the minute. Um, Bakayo Saka, um, goal, eight points, three attacking returns in three games now, although one of them was the assist um, that sort of was given to him after the game. So uh, that one didn't get added onto Dream Team. Um, went off with an injury though. Um, Apparently just a kick to the ankle, Arteta has said. We've seen this a lot throughout the season. Um, Saka looks like he's injured, but then he does bounce back for the next game. So hopefully it's nothing serious. Um, Kai Havertz, um, centre forward, playing centre forward, grabbed an assist in this game. And he was just putting himself about a lot, a lot of physicality with Virgil van Dijk, potentially little bit of a, a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a foul in the, uh, the final goal or the Martinelli goal. Um, and obviously played quite a key part in getting Konate sent off. Konate finishing with a minus three. So Havertz finished with five points in this one. Um, Martinelli, um, he scored a goal with nine points, went off after 74 minutes, which he does seem to get substituted quite a lot now. Um, and he was subbed off for Trossard, who went on to score as well. Martinelli, um, three in 
his last three, so three goals in his last three games. Uh, I see a lot of people take him out, which would have been quite frustrating, but it did make sense at the time. And obviously Trossard came on and he scored as well, seven points from him. And these two are looking pretty good. Martinelli especially is looking on form at the minute. Um, but quite a lot of the goals in this game did come from big mistakes. Um, Trossard's goal was sort of slotted through Alisson's legs. He's usually a really great shot stopper. Own goal from Gabriel. And then obviously one of the other goals came from a big mistake between Alisson and Virgil van Dijk. Uh, from Liverpool, Luis Diaz got the assist for the own goal. So he finished on five points. But otherwise, it was pretty quiet. Um, Jota finished with three points. You had uh, Darwin Nunes started on the bench. There was rumours that he probably wouldn't start or that he might miss the game. He did come on in the 58th minute. He did look okay, putting himself about a little bit, but finished on zero points. But I do expect that um, Nunes will be available to start that next game. On to Sheffield United nil, Aston Villa 5. And this is a game that I was watching from behind the sofa. I took out Watkins, I think, two game weeks ago now um, because he was on a bit of a goal drought and he scored him back-to-back games now, um, scored in that previous fixture. He's got a double game week this week, so they're actually playing this evening. So that's another one that I'm going to be um, in tears with after the game, probably. Um, but five goals for Aston Villa, and it just went off to a great start for them. So Ollie Watkins, 69% owned and 35% captained by the top 1K um, because he does have that double game week. I do think he was a brilliant option for captaincy. I went for Palmer just because I didn't have Watkins. Uh, it would have been a close one if I had both, um, just because Palmer is on penalties. Um, but I was expecting Sheffield United to put up a much bigger test in this home game for them um, than, they, than they ended up doing. I had Watkins for um, the previous game where they kept him out. They were really solid. And Watkins, I think, managed like one shot on target. So I was expecting something similar. Sheffield United parking the bus. But no, they were a shambles at the back. Um, three assists and a goal for Ollie Watkins. And it just started really early. 12th minute, 16th minute, 20th minute, 30th minute. And the fifth on the 47th. And then it, it, was, it was done. Straight after that um, second half whistle went off, the fifth goal went in. Um, yeah. Just a really poor showing from Sheffield United. I wouldn't be surprised if people start targeting that fixture now. Um, we've had their eyes on some of the sort of teams down the bottom, maybe targeting Luton, for example, who will come on to. But Luton are putting up a really good fight recently. Um, Sheffield United, on the other hand, aren't. Um, so thir uh, 13 goals, 14 assists for the season now for Ollie Watkins. And he still has that home game to Chelsea in the FA Cup second leg to come. And Chelsea are looking pretty bad at the back as well. So... I think you're on to a winner, Watkins captain us. Let me know in the comments below if you captained Ollie Watkins. Um, Douglas Louise got seven points in this one. That's his seventh assist of the season and his 13th attacking return. Obviously, he's on penalties as well. I think that's six goals I think he's on. Um, Bailey, eighth goal of the season. He's also got nine assists to go with that. And he's just um, apparently verbally agreed a new deal with Aston Villa um, with a with a bit of a pay increase, um, so that's nice. Um, Moreno, third goal of the season. I've mentioned him a few times because he does just have so much attacking threat and he showed it again in this game. So third goal of the season and 15 points. So it does show when you get that clean sheet and the attacking returns, you can hit some massive numbers. So 15 points for him, uh, one bonus, one shot on target, two tackles, really good 
um, all-round performance there. Martinez in goal, nine points, uh, four saves. So Sheffield United maybe gave it a little bit of a go. Um, I'm not so sure. Um, but now Martinez is the joint second goalkeeper in the game behind um, Onana in first and joint with Allison on 113 points and having nine clean sheets. So maybe someone that we might want to look at getting in maybe before Europe starts or even earlier potentially. Um, one bit of big news that would have wound people up a lot is the Konsa 59th minute substitution. So um, got a knee injury. I think he collided with the post it was. Um, and yeah, was taken off in the 59th minute, which means you wouldn't have got the clean sheet points. Um, he finished on two points with one shot on target and one tackle. Um, and now he's likely to miss, um, I think it's likely to miss, they said at least the next two, but fears it could be a lot worse. But I think there was actually an update yesterday. So I'll just grab that. Concert um, out for three to four weeks so that is going to be a long-term one for Esri Concer. Um but yeah that's probably it from Aston Villa Sheffield United just uh, a lot more points potentially coming your way if you are an Ollie Watkins owner um, if you enjoyed the video so far please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel for all the latest Sun Dream Team content and if you're looking for a bit more the Dream Team Tonic podcast we recorded on Sunday me Ben and Tony do check that one out as well. Uh, going over game week 22 so far and then our plans for upcoming game weeks. Uh, we've also got a Patreon community. Um, we're on Discord. We have exclusive articles. Uh, we live stream once a week. So do check that one out. There'll be a link in the description below. Uh, Newcastle 4, Luton 4. So I said that Luton have been putting up a fight. They really did in this game. So four goals Either way, um, we're going to start with Anthony Gordon. So he got an assist early on. I think it was the goal for uh, Longstaff in the seventh minute. But then he went off injured. Um, so Gordon, four points in this game, but went off at halftime. Disappointing one. They just can't seem to keep all of their players fit in a minute. But Harvey Barnes did come on in his place and end up getting a goal himself. It just seems like every time they get one player out, Oh, sorry, every time they get a player back, they get another player out. The same keeps happening with Isak and Wilson as well. Um, Kieran Trippier, uh, nine points, goal, assist, shot on target, big chances created and tackles, doing the lot. Um, Trippier finished with nine points in this game, which is surprising actually. I, I feel like he should have really got a bit more than that, but I guess the goals conceded um, as well played a part. So one goal, one assist, nine points in total. Um, and that's one goal, 10 assists for the season. So 11 attacking returns from Kieran Trippier. He's pretty consistent now with these attacking returns. Um, you had Bruno Guimaraes, maximum bonus points with five. Um, got an assist also in this game and two big chances created. And now he's on 50 bonus points for the season from 33 games. And now on screen, you can now get this. There's been an update on the Dream Team app and the Dream Team website where if you're on the match centre or I think after the game, you can also look at it. But if you click on a player now um, and they got five bonus, it will show you how many player performance marks they got. So PPM, they call it. Um, Bruno got 12. But then it will also break down how they got those 12 points. So 78% pass completion, three successful crosses, 
two successful dribbles, four fouls won, one block, one interception. So there's been a lot of talk of people saying they didn't get why people were getting certain bonus points. Well, I guess they've responded by showing this. It's just a shame that it took so long, but better late than never. Um, you can see that on the app now. Uh, Ross Barkley's had an impressive season so, uh, so far. So 16 points in this game, three goals and four assists for the season. Uh, don't think that anyone would really take a risk on bringing in um, a Luton midfielder, but he has been impressive, so we have to talk about it. Three bonus points from him as well. And actually good to see Sambi Lukonga, um, one of the Arsenal loanees, doing really well at Luton as well. Um, Longstaff, 16 points, again, Really, really good game, but I don't think it's someone that we're going to be seriously considering. Six goals, three assists for him. Um, and then Harvey Barnes has said that he's back um, with a goal, back from injury. Anthony Gordon, though, apparently it's not as bad as first fault, but we just don't have a return date for him yet. So I think I'd still move him on if I had him, but he might not be out for too long. Um, Callum Wilson back from injury. That was one of my talking points. And then Dubravka, um, who a lot of us have got in goal did manage to get one point because he made four saves in this game. Man United versus West Ham uh, and Hoyland is starting to do it. He's starting to perform and he's looking really, really good. Some of these finishes have been brilliant. Um, United are unbeaten in five now. So I must admit, uh, it wasn't that long ago I was saying I've, I've, written, I've written Man United off. They've been awful. Uh, but actually, unbeaten in five and that's four wins in the last five now. So maybe they have turned a corner um, someone hasn't turned the corner is West Ham. They've been pretty poor. No wins in their last six games now for West Ham. So Garnacho got a brace, 15 points, um, and stole Kudus celebration. So yeah, um, it's really rubbing off on people, this uh, Neil Mopai thing, stealing celebrations. Uh, Kudus, I think, celebrated in his uh, trademark way against Man United in a reverse fixture, but obviously Garnacho getting his own back here. So 15 points for Garnacho and a brace. He's on seven goals and three assists as well for the season. Um, he's pr I think he's a pretty decent price as well. Uh, let me just check that one out. 3.1 million. So if you were looking for an enabler, he could be an option. I don't think I'd go there myself, um, but he is... He has been quite impressive recently. Um, Bruno Fernandes got five points and an assist. He did hit the crossbar as well in this game, so it could have been more. Um, ticking along nicely, but again, I've, I've been stung too many times by Bruno this season. He'd have to do something dramatic for me to consider getting him back. Rasmus Hoyland, eight points, five goals and two assists from his last six matches. So seven attacking returns in his last six games. And he's also got 85 minutes plus in all of these last six. At the start of the season, they really were easing him in. Um, he was getting early subs quite regularly, but he is playing the bulk of games at the minute and he is returning them. So I think Hoyland could end up being someone very exciting for Dream Team um, in the near future. Shame he hasn't got Europe now, um, but maybe it's one for next season or as a differential towards the end of the season if you're chasing. Clean sheet for United, um, but Martinez, Lissandra Martinez came back from injury and he's picked up another one. Uh, knee ligament injury and they think that he's going to be out for eight weeks, which is going to be a massive blow to Man United. Um, Onana got nine points in this game. He's now overall the top keeper still. 
Um, it, it just it just keeps it gets a few clean sheets. I think it was nine as well, um, eight or nine clean sheets. But he's getting a lot of save points, four saves in this game. Um, he's doing pretty well. And then Delo as well, ninth highest defender on the game, um, just shows it doesn't have to be from one of these sort of typical um, defensive sides. Delo is doing well. He gets attack and returns. Um, and a clean sheet here. So ninth highest defender in the game. Like I said, West Ham, no wins in their last six games. Um, and Bowen has actually blanked in three matches in a row now uh, with only one shot on target in those three games. So hasn't really gone back to full form since he did get that injury where a few of us ended up taking him out. I think he did get a haul against Bristol City. Um, but that's been about it since he's got back. So I don't think people are really in a rush to get Bowen back in. Maybe when Europe starts up. Um, but he hasn't looked great recently. But someone who has looked really, really good since coming back. And have played two games now since coming back from AFCON is Kudus. Um, obviously they stole his celebration. But they couldn't steal his maximum bonus points. Uh, finished on five bonus points in this game. Got four tackles. One shot on target. And finished on ten points in a 3-0 loss. Um, which is really, really impressive. This guy smashes the bonus system on Dream Team. Um, and obviously if you... Have a look at that on the new um, updated Dream Team. You can grab the bonus. I'll just break that down quickly. I did it on the Dream Team Tonic podcast. Just because I think it's a bit interesting to try and work out how people are getting these bonus points. If you can work out what they're getting the bonus points for, it will make it easier to try and pick people that are going to get bonus in the future. So 89 pass completion rate uh, got him two player performance marks. Seven successful dribbles got him seven player performance marks, which was the bulk of his PPM. Four fouls won. So if you a player that's good at dribbles and good at winning fouls, that is a massive help. And then one interception. So it does seem to be like the players that do quite well for bonus, um, maybe not in Bruno Gumares, um case, but the guys that I think of straight away with um, dribbles and winning fouls, people like Eze, Elise, um, who have we got that does well for bonus? Um, it's Doku at Manchester City, um, and then obviously Kudus, great dribblers on the ball, and obviously draw a lot of fouls, so they do well on the bonus system. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. He's going to be someone that's going to definitely be on my radar once Europe comes back into play. Eight bonus points from the two games that he's played when he's returned. Um, Chelsea, two, Wolves, four. Cole Palmer did get his 12th goal of the season. That was a relief if you captained Palmer um, instead of Ollie Watkins, for example. Um, you'd be happy with that. And actually, his last three goals have been non-penalty goals. Um, he did have a spell where he was scoring, or he has scored a, a ton of penalties. Um, but he is chipping in with goals from open play as well. Um, he had Cunha with a hat-trick, and he's been unstoppable lately. So he scored in the 22nd, the 63rd, and then he scored from the penalty spot in the 82nd minute and finished up on 25 points um, in this game. And he's on 11 goals, 7 assists for the season, and he's got 5 goals, 1 assist in his last 5. So 6 attacking returns in his last 5 appearances. Really, really impressive. Pedro Neto, I thought he was quite unlucky to not get two assists in this game. I think one ended up being he assisted someone that shot. It was deflected. I think that was Ait Nori. Ait Nori got the assist for it instead of getting the goal. And it went down as, I think it was a Dasasi own goal. 
But anyway, Neto was brilliant. Um, I think he deserved two assists. He finished on six points and had two shots on target. One big chance created, got the assist. Um, 12 assists for the season now, Pedro Neto. So he's having a really good season and he's pretty decent for bonus points as well. And probably, just like I'd said, uh, he is a really good dribbler, probably draws quite a lot of fouls. Pedro Neto is on 23 bonus points from just 17 games played. So when it comes to wingers, it does seem like it's um, successful dribbles, fouls drawn that are the big... Um, the big draw when it comes to getting these bonus points. Um, up next, uh, Cole Will. I was going to mention him. He's still out injured, so he's left out of the squad. Just a bit of team news there. Gusto did start. He's had injury concerns recently. Um, he did start, but he gave away a penalty. Uh, he finished on zero points. Sterling blanked, which I was relieved with. I took him out despite having a double game week. There's still plenty of time for that to go wrong. Uh, but he had a couple big misses in this game and he finished up on two points, went off in the 72nd minute. Nkunku did start, finished on four points, um, had two shots on target. Um, but yeah, overall Chelsea pretty poor, um, conceding a lot of goals, conceded a lot against Wolves, conceded a lot against Liverpool. And now they've got to play Oli Watkins, who is banging form, and Villa are banging form. Um, Everton 2, Spurs 2, Richarlison Brace, 11 goals, 3 assists for the season, and he scored 9 goals in his last 10 games, um, so another player who really is in form. 15 points in this game, um, Korea went out of the Asia Cup yesterday, so Son probably will be back fairly soon, but the form that Richarlison's in, I don't think it will affect it in the slightest. It'll probably be the likes of Werner um, that make way for Son coming back. Um, Udogi got an assist in this one. He actually had a goal last week as well. Um, and I think if you held on to Porro, you probably will be looking to move him on now. Spurs haven't got very many fixtures this month and Porro's gone a little bit quiet. That's consecutive matches. No bonus points for Porro. Was still on corners. I didn't realise that. So I thought that Madison coming back would mean that he'd take all set pieces straight off Porro again. But obviously those good corners that Porro did in some of these previous matches um, have left an impact. And he is still on corners. Uh, Madison was taking free kicks though. Uh, Madison got an assist, seven points. Um, like I mentioned, Udogi, two attacking returns in two games. He got seven points in this one. Back-to-back um, -back assists, that is, for Madison. And he's got four bonus from his last two games. So potentially stealing... Some bonus from Porro. Um, might be a coincidence, uh, but he seems to always do well for bonus, Madison. Um, Calvert-Lewin and Harrison both um, are on four goals, three assists for the season. Um, and then Garner, 155 points for the season, 31 bonus points. Um, how many bonus points did he get in this one? Garner... Just the one bonus point in this one. I haven't had a breakdown of how he's getting his bonus, but I imagine his um, would be a bit more similar to Bruno Guimaraes. High tackles, interceptions. Now this is available to have a look at. I'll start breaking these down a bit more on upcoming episodes. Um, Brighton 4, Crystal Palace 1. Dunk, Hinshelwood Buonanotte and Pedro got the goals for Brighton and then Mateta got the goal for Crystal Palace. That was Dunk's third of the season. 
Um, and Dan Byrne is the only defender with more goals. And there's quite a few defenders on three goals, like Moreno, who I mentioned um, earlier in the video. Dan Byrne has four goals. He's the top um, goal-scoring defender on the game. But Dunk is there with three. Um, Pascal Gross got two assists in this game, and that would have been a kick in the teeth if you took Pascal Gross out of your side. A lot of people brought him in for Brighton's good fixture run, and especially their good double game week. He done all right. He did tick along okay. But this was his uh, biggest return in a little while. 13 points, two assists, three bonus points. Um, and what's that take him to for the season? Four goals, 11 assists. So that's probably what um, owners were looking for when they brought him in earlier on in the season. But he is still very impressive. Um, let's have a see, look at his bonus points. So 96% pass completion, got him three player performance marks, one successful cross, two successful dribbles, and two fouls won. So again, four points, or four marks coming from dribbles and fouls won. Successful crosses. That successful crosses is the sort of, um, I guess it's going to be the reason why people like Trent were doing well for bonus, why Porro was doing so well for bonus when he was on corners, for example. Um, and why a lot of set-piece takers, I guess, are hitting bonus quite regularly. But, yeah, Pascal Gross with a really good game. Pedro, João Pedro, followed up with his 29-pointer last week with a goal. Didn't look like it was going to happen for him, but it happened right at the end. Um, and that was an outrageous assist from Danny Welbeck, like a little turn back heel um, and a great finish from Pedro. Another goal not from the penalty spot. Another pen merchant scoring a goal in open play. Um, that's now 19 goals for the season for Pedro. Third highest scoring player behind Saka and Foden. Um, a stupid Jan, someone that I've got in my team and only really recently brought him in and he's been terrible since I brought him in. He was dragged after 45 minutes in that Luton game last week um, and he was benched for this one. I was just hoping, uh, not so much for this game, but for FPL, I've got him in FPL as well. Um, I was hoping they just didn't come on in the end when it got late, but he did. He came on in the 80th minute. Did put in like one good cross, but that was about it. Um, but Lamptey did impress in his place, which is even more concerning, which is making me think I probably will move Stupinian on and write that move off. Lamptey obviously played with injury problems quite regularly, but he did play well, got um, seven points and an assist. At least say, it just keeps getting, from, it goes from bad to worse for Crystal Palace. Eze and Elise just can't keep fit, can't play matches together. Um, Elise's been injured, he came on for 11 minutes and pulled his hamstring and now he's out for up to two months. So it just keeps going from bad to worse for Crystal Palace. But that is everything for this episode. I hope you've uh, enjoyed this slightly different format. I will still have my top players to target video coming out in the next couple of days, but I think this way, I'd hope to do two videos a week if I could find the time, but I think this way just makes it a little bit easier so that we can go over what's happened and in the next video focus on what we think is going to happen in the upcoming um, game week with the likes of fixtures, players to target. I'm going to try and focus a little bit more on captaincy in the next couple of videos. A few of you have commented on that. Um, so yeah, that video will drop in the next couple of days. 
please make sure you like and subscribe if you want to get kept up to date with all the latest content that will give you the notifications on youtube when i post out um, and do check out the dream team tonic podcast latest episode is up on youtube and podcast platforms now thanks for watching i'll see you on the next one goodbye sports social podcast network